Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin', Fantasy Champs? What's going on? Hopefully you enjoyed our Julio Jones show on Tuesday, but uh, we are back to our regularly scheduled schedule event. Yes, podcast. Regular scheduled program. Uh, um, anyway, so we have uh, running back sleepers today. We're going to go through some running back sleepers. I think on Tuesday of next week, we do wide receiver sleepers, and then we do some boring but tight end sleepers. Yeah. I don't even think we're doing a tight end sleeper show. I don't even want to waste my time, but I feel like it's important. So we might just do it for three. I don't remember what That's I have. That's gross, but fair. Uh, we'll tell you in that show who, well, you know, I have breakout tight ends, though, that I like. So, yeah, it, we got to do that. Anyway. So, running back sleepers is what we're going to talk about today. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's going on? Uh, before we jump into our main event, check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search the Fantasy Champions. You'll find us. Uh, if you're listening on a podcast platform, uh, please leave a review. Share this podcast with your friends. Um, and if you have the ability to subscribe, just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notifications that say, hey, stupid, they posted a podcast. <laughs> this yeah, word for word. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, and then like and comment down below. Anything you want to comment, any questions. Um, I feel like I feel like all you guys do is is jump in videos and just leave hate. So let's change the pace. Is that true? Is that really true? Sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's complaining about our takes. And I'm like, well, you go complain somewhere else. Actually, Bro, that's I'll, what the comments I'll are I'll take for. the comment. I'll take yeah, the comment. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> Tell me I'm ugly. Do okay. it. Well, that's just me. Uh, it's anyway, not even anti-take. That's, that's just anti-person. <laughs> Some people really take it personal, though, when you like a player and they don't. <laughs> like, well, wow, okay. Jeepers, creepers. That's fancy football, man. Uh, we yelled at each other for a good chunk of time about Mac Jones. Yeah, we did. Our friendship took a hit. <laughs> Life, you know, when it comes to quarterback position um anyway so what, what was i gonna say i don't even remember dude draft guide okay draft guide thank <laughs> you so we announced on tuesday the draft guide it is coming out on july 9th and you have uh i don't know 20 something days now to pre-order this draft guide i don't want to count it might be 28 but yeah well, you can start pre-ordering it tomorrow. You can start pre-ordering it literally tomorrow. So pre-order the draft guide, $9.99. You get Dynasty and Redraft rankings, breakouts, busts, sleepers, player projections, much more. Um, you got to buy it literally when it opens up because if you don't, you're going to be lame and you're going to lose your fantasy league and you're going to be like, why didn't I buy that draft guide? Yeah. Why did I waste $45 on a draft guide that didn't help me win when you could have just spent 10 and won? Yeah. Easy money. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, July... Ninth is when it launches. Yeah, uh, I said this on Tuesday, but I'll probably say this every show. A lot of work is going to get put into it. A lot of work was put into it last year, and there's going to probably be even more stuff this year. So you're really missing out if you don't buy it. It's only nine ninety nine. Agreed. Let's talk about a running back sleepers. This is a hard show because running backs after the first three rounds, there's a reason where four pro rounds, first four rounds is garbage. It's hot garbage. But we're going to give you. Maybe some gems that you can snag. For you zero running back people. (laughs) That you can snag a little bit later in the draft um, that might help you win. And some of them are a little bit higher in ADP than I would like for sleepers. But there's literally, if you go in the uh, late rounds of the draft and you try to find sleepers, good luck, friend. Um, So we're going to start off the show with Rojo. Rojo. Ronald Jones, once again. 
there, which, he was on a, this list last year, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. I think he was on this list last year. Now, the the unfortunate part for Ronald Jones is that they did re-sign Fournette. Um, uh, Leonard Fournette. And Fournette actually went bonkers, absolutely bonkers in the postseason. And uh, what do they call him? Playoff he Lenny. Playoff Lenny. They yeah. made T-shirts for Barstool. Playoff Lenny. Um, it is an, an interesting yeah. environment. Um, but anyway, so Ronald Jones last year, he actually, there were games where he had like a ton of opportunity, like literally started the season, 17 carries, three targets, two catches, 19 total touches, 82 yards, didn't score a touchdown. So didn't get the fantasy uh, point output that you would like, but he had a pretty, pretty darn good game, uh, for the most part in the first game. And then like you saw, then all of a sudden next game was like Leonard Fournette was the guy. And when Ronald Jones started seven carries. He was very good. Yeah. And I think he, he I want to say he started more than mm-hmm. Fournette did in the regular season. He played more. And then obviously the playoffs happened and Fournette got majority of the work. But in the regular season, they really do ride the hot hand. And I think yeah. Ronald Jones is somebody who he's a good late round value because mm-hmm. if you do take him there, he has that RB1 potential week in and week out. If you know he's going to start before a game, like it's it, boom. He, here's your, here's your starting running back right there. Yeah, right. Who will probably be on your bench. So he's very good. I mean, he had thirteen point three points per game last season, and this is yeah. In just fourteen games, he was the RB twenty. Um, so that's pretty good. If he played full sixteen, he, he was probably going to finish around that um, mm-hmm. RB fourteen, RB fifteen range. He had more points per game last year than Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Than Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Oh well, he was actually right behind Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, he had more than Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. He had uh, about the same as Kareem Hunt and Mike Davis. So he was in that range um, of like those RB twos, mm-hmm. and better than some of them. So and he didn't start for some of the, like half the games he played. So again, if 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 you know he's starting going into the week, he's a great play, um, yeah. and he's a solid late round value because if anything happens to Fournette, I mean he is like he's gonna be really really good. Um. Yeah. I, I. mean. I think. I think. Like I said too. The, the. The. The unfortunate situation is that right now in redraft, he's like a seventh round pick, mm. which for me is still high. That's still a bench player though. If you and draft the way we. Oh do. yeah. 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 It's. It's. It's still a bench player or a low end flex option. Right. Um. So. But I. I think the big thing is that it is is it's a question of how many opportunities that he got because last year he paced out at like 160. Um, on the whole season. And th- there were games, it was just weird because there were games literally when he would have, you know, 17, 13, 20, 17, 23, 13, 23, 10, 18 carries. And then there were weeks where he had seven, seven, three, nine. And it was like right. he wasn't getting the work. And so, like, it's concerning when that happens. Um, but there are going to be games and there are going to be times when he actually gets an opportunity to break out. And then you also uh, you factor in the the situation that uh, Leonard Fournette's uh, oldest dirt. So <laughs> he really isn't actually as old as you think. He oh, just really seems like it. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think when both guys are fully healthy, yeah, they will. I mean, I don't know. Cause in the playoffs last year, it was just Fournette, but it could have just been riding the hot hand. I think during the regular season, it will be mostly Ronald Jones. Yeah. And um, he's the guy in that backfield to own, I think. Okay, fair enough. Um, I I do want to say that just just walk with caution. We're not telling you to. These run are sleepers, out. yeah. They are sleepers, and and they're running back sleepers too. So it's like there is a chance that Ronald Jones does get a full complement of work, and he gets thirty to forty targets. I mean, catches, and he gets you know over two hundred rushing attempts. Right? 
And if he does that and he gets 240 opportunities on the season, then I think he's he's most definitely a guy that you want to snag and put on your team. Uh, yep. But there's also a shot that because he's a sleeper, um, you know, not because he's a sleeper, but he is a sleeper, so he's probably that he might. What am I trying to say? I don't know. What are you trying to say? He might not get the opportunity that you want him to get because he's not a bone. If he was a bona fide RB one, like, and he was getting 200 opportunities and we knew that and he was getting 50 catches and we knew that he would be drafted in the first four. Rounds. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. But that's why he's getting drafted right in the seventh. So, um, anyway, I wanted to try to see fantasy point per opportunity <laughs> was 0.8. It's not <laughs> kind of gross. Yeah, no, it's not the best, but it's better than the, you know, Le'Veon Bell's career is like 0.7. So, Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that that's you know gonna be okay. But if he does get like two hundred and thirty opportunities, um, and you multiply that by point eight zero, he'll get about one hundred and eighty four fantasy points, which is like an RB mid range RB two. Yep. Is that where? Which is what he actually had more last year. He had one hundred and eighty six yeah. fantasy points. So um, you definitely want to see him get a little bit more opportunity and get a little bit more efficient. But I think that you'll you'll see that. Um. As time goes along, Fournette so. is also a very injury-prone player who didn't get hurt last year, <laughs> or he did. I, I think he did, but it was like missed a single game. Yeah. So, always keep that in mind. This is a hard sell. It really is. It is a hard sell. It's a hard sell. Because, <laughs> it's a hard sell because uh, he is a so he's a seventh-round pick that's just not and and like at like like I said, go into go into sleeper and start There's your own little so mock many draft. Running backs that, in that yeah. range that are just so gross, and it's it's bad. Like oh, let's start. Wow, it glitched out on me. Hold on, let me reload this. I mean, like, would you rather have Ronald Jones or <laughs> like Chase Edmonds? And it's like, I don't know. No, Not, it, at, at their ADPs, I would rather have Ronald Jones. So, like, but you have you have guys like David Johnson or Ronald Jones. David Johnson or Ronald Jones. You have Damien Harris or Ronald Jones. At as actually an okay one, but yeah, they still a little high. Fournette though, I would rather have Ronald Jones as I just yeah, talked about. Or right, Fournette. Zach Moss or Ronald Jones, yeah, Kenny like, Drake or Ronald Jones. Like, like at this point, if you were making not a, a, a tiered list of running backs, like Ronald Jones is the guy that I would want to yeah. get. And if he doesn't work out, I mean, even like her, would, would you rather have that. Melvin Gordon or Ronald Jones? Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, probably Melvin Gordon. It probably is Melvin Gordon, but it's close. And Melvin Gordon's going in like the fifth round. Yeah, so, that's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, this guy, a little less hard to sell, is uh, is Mike uh, Mike. Wow, dude, Mike Davis. Mike Davis. I was gonna say Mike Edmonds, and I was mixing two guys together. <laughs> now, Mike Davis last year. I think a lot of people are. Mike Davis is not a good running back. I'm just gonna preface this by saying that he's just not not a good running. Bro, back. he's solid. He's solid. He's he's, he's not. He's he's no uh, prime Todd Gurley. Now, but. I'm, I'm starting this. It's so funny because I'm starting this conversation. By saying that he sucks. <laughs> so the big thing about Mike Davis last year. He was and okay I, last year, I man. think a Come lot on. of people. Uh, Give I, some credit. Okay, my computer is pooping the bed over here. It's probably because I got the Bruins on. That you haven't even shown me. Sorry, hold on. I don't <laughs> no! <laughs> it's one okay. uh, anyway. Um, yeah, no. So I think uh, for me personally with Mike Davis, like there were opportunities for him last year to succeed, yes. Um, but I... Okay. I wish my computer. <laughs> Literally, all the facts no, he that was, I have okay, on Rojo. Let me, let me, let me. I mean, on Mike Davis is crapping the bed. Let me pull it up for you. So anyway, Mike Davis is an old man. He got the opportunity last year with Carolina and was and, decent. Yeah, and when he started, uh, he ended up with 
a paced out total of 202 rushing attempts, only 3.9 yards per attempt. And uh, like, like I said, he's gross. He's not a good he's not a good running back. But he had a lot of target share in the backfield, which is why he finished so high yeah. in fantasy football because he had 63 catches. So they tried to use him like uh, our good friend, um, Mr. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah. Christian McCaffrey. So um, I don't know that he's going to get that target share, um, obviously, with Atlanta. But what you are going to see him do, what you are going to see him uh, have success with is Arthur Smith comes from Tennessee. We talked about this on the last program. And he is a run-first running like coach. Yeah, He loves to run the football. And so what you're going to see from from a guy like Arthur Smith is that if Mike Davis is the starter, he's going to try to give him 250 carries. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about there's 250. No, there's no one there. Yeah, but, I mean, Arthur Smith, he is in. He does like to run the ball, and they will run the ball. Yeah. But he has said that with Atlanta, it's a little bit different situation than Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and he will throw the ball more. Like, there's an opportunity but, for that to happen because there's there's no one else, Rick. There's it's not sure, like, it's a possibility. It's not like we can sit there. He can sit there and go, "Oh my um, God, we got we got a plethora of guys." In I our really backfield. like Hawkins, the uh, undrafted rookie free agent, but he's yeah. undrafted. Yeah. So, um, and then I think they, the other guy they brought in was Cordell Patterson. So yeah, Mike Davis is going to be the workhorse. It's just like. <laughs> How much workhorse is that? Yeah, gonna be? I mean, but it's still good. Like, look at what Todd Gurley did last year before he yeah, got yeah. benched, essentially, or injured. Right. Whatever happened to him? Like those first nine games of the season, mm-hmm. I believe Todd Gurley was like a top twelve running back last year. Right. Um. And then, <laughs> if you remember correctly, we both told you to sell him, and then he fell off the mountain. So you can thank us if you did. Anyway, Mike Davis. <laughs> so at that value, very very good because yeah, if yeah. you look at the guys around him, he's probably the one at that ADP is the most guaranteed to be the quote-unquote workhorse. Yeah. Like Fournette and Ronald Jones, we just said we like Ronald Jones more and we like him there, but there's no guarantee. I mean, Fournette's going to have his have his days, right? Yeah, right. Um, Damien Harris, I love Damien Harris, but it's the Patriots. They use multiple running backs. Zach Moss, you know, we don't know how they're going to use that situation with Devin Singletary. You got yeah. the Cardinals, James Conner, Chase Edmonds. Mike Davis is, the, as you said, the only guy in that backfield. Mm-hmm. So he will get the majority of the work for the Falcons running game. Yeah, and and like I said, you know, I don't know if 250 is too much, but if they do want to ground and pound and do like like you're talking about a team that ran it probably 400 times. Yeah. Just with the running back position. Uh with Atlanta, I mean with Tennessee last year. And so if that's the approach that he's going to take with Atlanta, even if they split carries, like there's a good chance that he gets between 225 and 250 if he's the main guy and he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. So if that does happen, there's an opportunity for him to have success. He is a disgusting running back. He's not really that great. But if you're talking about a guy that you can get in the eighth round, um, I think it's I think it's a fine a fine selection at yeah. that point. Um, the next guy that we have is oh wow okay wrong list is Javante Williams. Now he is he's he this is a true dive because this guy's a ninth round pick maybe somewhere in the ninth round. This is a sleeper, bro. Eighth, ninth round. So this is definitely a sleeper. You have Javante Williams, who got drafted by Denver. We both see this as a situation where Javante is going to be in a similar position or circumstance as um, a guy like J.K. Dobbins or DeAndre Swift last year. Exactly. Where they did not have the starting, or even Marlon Mack 
I mean, um, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan but it was Taylor, a little different. A little bit different towards Achilles week one. So. Um, but you see Javante Williams going into a situation where he is going to be a most likely the backup on the team, and and Melvin Gordon's going to get a majority of the work to start, and Javante is going to have to earn his job. Yep. At some point, something's going to happen. Something's going to switch, uh, and Javante will take over, and he'll end up being the main running back in that system. So, um, I I feel like it's a good draft selection because if you're getting a guy in the eighth, ninth round here, um, I mean, AJ Dillon or Javante Williams, I know like, it's in Devin Singletary, Javante yeah. Williams, Kenyon Drake or Javante Williams, right, Tony right. Pollard, Naeem Hines. Like you go down the list. Like I'd rather take the risk 100%. on the young running back who may not be the starter yet, but could give you a league winning, like a, a, I mean, like league winning production towards the back half of the season if Melvin right. Gordon either A gets hurt or B just gets beat out for the job. Last season we saw Swift go in like the fifth round. Yeah. And Dobbins go in the sixth round. Um Dobbins ended up it took him a little later to be the starter because those guys stayed healthy. Mark yeah. Ingram stayed healthy most right. of the season. But he eventually took that spot and became the starter by like week eleven, twelve. Yeah. DeAndre Swift took the job even earlier. It was like week like seven or eight, right? Mm-hmm. Halfway through the season. And, you know, God forbid, because I don't wish injuries upon anyone or anything, but Melvin Gordon does have an injury history. Last year, did not get hurt. But when he was with the Chargers, he would get hurt a lot. Missed right. a lot of games all the time. Four average of four a season. If he, like, if... If, if he like, gets hurt and misses any time. If he tore his Achilles like Marlon Mack did last year, yeah. and he tore it right now, where would Javante Williams be going? He'd be going in, like, the third oh, round. Oh, yeah, third round, fourth round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, easily. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that value there is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, I think I, I would 100% agree, and I think there's really nobody else on the depth chart. Now, one of the interesting things that I did want to look at is, obviously last year is a okay indication of how they split the backfield. Um, you obviously saw Melvin Gordon end as the RB13 um, in half PPR through, se- yeah, that's 17 weeks. Um, but I'm trying to see where Philip Lindsay ended up on a points per game basis. Cause I know he had uh, a up and down season when it came to injuries. five points, five game. points per game. Yeah. Yep. So I think he's going to get the Philip Lindsay rule to start and he's going to have to earn the job. And then when he does earn the job, eventually Javante's going to be a good pickup, but he's a guy that you have to draft eighth, ninth round, hold on to allow a development period. Yep. And he's going to be on your bench. The yeah, first few weeks. It's, it's not going to be right away. Remember be everybody was him. stressing about JK Dobbins all year. And then everybody was fighting for him at the deadline. Yeah, so I feel like I feel like that could happen with Javante. Um, the next guy that we have, Michael Carter. Um, he he's a very interesting player. He was the, the draft capital is not there, so this is a guy that could be. I, I sound like uh, who is it? Chris Collinsworth. No, this is a guy. Now here's a guy. Uh, so, but Michael Carter is a guy who I I think think could end up being really good with the New York Jets, but he, he doesn't have the draft capital to back it up. He was a fourth round. Second overall in the fourth round pick, um, and he has the he has the size, the weight, you know, he has some of the measurables to make things happen. He's got a comp of Devonta Freeman, which is okay. Mm, I like that. Um, but there's another running back on the uh, on the Jets roster called Michael P. Ryan, and he was drafted. Uh, I just want to 
Okay, all right, it's not here. Let me just. Are we really worried about Michael P. Ryan? No, but he. So here's the problem: is that there is a similar draft capital, fourth round pick, fourteen in the fourth round. So four one four. The big problem that I see here is that, and I'm not worried about Michael P. Ryan. I think that Michael Carter is talented. I think he's better than P. Ryan, and I think he's going to overtake. It's kind of like Akers and Henderson last year, right? Yes. So I I think that that's what's going to end up happening is Carter's going to take that. But there's going to be a battle between these two as camp goes along and the preseason goes along. And if he does not end up overtaking LaMichael P. Ryan, I think he's going to have trouble keeping any form of job with the Jets, which means it ends up being a waste of a pick because these guys both do have the same draft capital. If Michael Carter was drafted early third, late second in that vicinity for the New York Jets, I would have a totally different opinion about this. This would be an automatic, easy like draft him. But if he was drafted there, Rick, he wouldn't be getting drafted at yeah. pick 118. Is that where he is? 128. So... Like right now, he's an eleventh very, round pick. Yep. And if you need an if you need a late round running back that you're gonna wait all season to develop and they'll sit at the bottom of your bench, Michael Carter is a perfect guy for that because he could come out week one and he could just blow the doors off the league. Yeah. I mean the so uh the Jets offense coordinator and head coach Robert Sala came from the San Francisco 49ers. So I think they're gonna yeah. try to run a similar system where they are going to use multiple running backs, but they will try to run the ball. And I think they'll run the ball yeah. efficiently. They have um, Elijah Vera Tucker, Tucker now, who was a lot of people's favorite guard coming into this draft. And they added Makai Beckman last year, who was the best offensive lineman in that draft. So their left side is actually could be very good now. So the offensive line has yeah. improved. Um, it's a potentially a running scheme. The only problem is they will use a yeah. lot of guys. Right. I think they'll give Tevin Coleman looks. They'll give Ty Johnson looks. Yeah. They'll give Michael Pirine looks, and they'll give Michael Carter looks. But I think of those four guys, I think we can both agree Michael Carter has probably the most talent. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree and I think has a chance to outshine those other three guys. Yeah, and I think I think I want to make a note too about Michael Pirine as well is that he was in a class with a bunch of running backs um, that were really really good. So he was drafted as like the I don't know I want to say like the tenth, eleventh, twelfth running back off the board, whereas you look at a guy like Michael Carter, and he what was he like the fifth, sixth running back Something off the like board? That, so yeah. he had he was h- much higher in this class than Pirine was in last class, and I think that there is more talent there. Yep, yeah, I agree with that, and I think he has a chance to potentially be the starter. And if that happens, you're going to start a running back in the eleventh round. I mean, and even if not, you're at that territory in the draft where worst comes to worst, like. He's an 11th round pick. Yeah. I also, I brought up Kareem Hunt's player profile here uh, just to reference that he was, uh, he was a third round pick, so it was a little bit more valuable. Um, but 322 though. He so ended up going like 322, it's... which is only like, I want to say 10 to 15 picks off now, I do of think where... Kareem Hunt is a much better running back than Michael Carter. Though. Yes, 100% agree. Um, but I will say that he was able to come in it was a situation where they thought that I think it was Spencer Ware or somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. who was who was going to end up starting, and then the guy got hurt in training camp, and Kareem Chiefs, Hunt came yep. in, and he ended up being ridiculously good. Now this is a different situation, obviously with the Jets. They don't have a really good offense. Yeah, At much worse we, team. Much worse team. Um, you said you mentioned their improvements to the offense. Yeah, line, but it, so. just because it improved, it doesn't mean it's like yeah, top right, five. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. It went so, from like one of the worst to maybe middle of the pack. Right. So for but for Michael Carter, when you look at him, is that it, you know it, it's such a high value like fourth round pick that like it basically you could look at it as a third round pick if you wanted to. Um, but I just don't know. I don't know what you're going to end up getting from this guy. He could end up just taking the job, running with it, and getting. There's no one there. 
Like that's the thing is like it's not like yeah. Michael P. Ryan is sitting there going, "Oh my God, I'm going to take every single piece of work, or they're going to split snaps." Like somebody's going to win the job, mm-hmm. and somebody's going to get 200 carries. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and so if it ends up being Michael Carter, you want to be the guy with that and at pick 128. This is a true sleeper. Like this is a yeah. this is one of those true value sleepers. Um, let's talk about the last guy here, so Rick Your can guy. go watch a hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, th- so this is a guy that Rick didn't want to put on the list. Well, he's just to me. He's just there's a lot of concerns, but it, it, it's okay. It's okay. So James Conner is. Uh, I'd is rather have Trey Sermon. Just saying. <laughs> okay, uh, fair enough. I just didn't want to talk. I totally yeah, agree. Yeah, I totally, rookie, oh, you yeah, didn't yeah. want to drag. You were just hating on Trey Sermon. Yeah, people, but, but, but things are changing, bro. You know, I, what did I tell Jeff him? Wilson's ACL? So, um, James Conner. You literally roasted me when I said Jeff Wilson. Uh, Jeff Jeff Wilson got hurt. You were like roasted me. Did for I? That. I yeah, you were like, you were like, yeah, okay. I'm <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's this is what happens in the 49ers backfield. Yeah. Honorable mention, Trey Sermon. Okay. Um, but anyway, so Javante Williams went uh, pick 87. Pick 86 is James Conner. So you can get him in in a 10 team league. You probably get him in the ninth round. In a in a 12 team, you're gonna get him in the. Eighth, seventh or eighth, yeah, seventh or eighth, late seventh. I would, I would say early eighth, yeah. Um, but so I mean, that's a that's a good value pick. The reason why I would say he's a sleeper at this point is because I don't have much expectations for him. But for me, James Connor is there. Chase Edmonds and and Kenyon Drake are two very different running backs. Yep. And and when you watch them play, like you have to understand that you can't just look at them and be like, well, one's got to be a workhorse and one's not. They're two very different running backs. They that like can to play use, different roles. They can play different roles. And so Edmonds just isn't great on the ground. Um, and I know some people might argue that, but he's a he's he's okay pass catching, but they used him in a very specific role. Like when you look at the numbers last year for Chase Edmonds, he wasn't getting the running work. He was getting a lot of pass catching work. Um and and he was utilized in that way. James Conner is a very similar running back to Kenyon Drake. So they're bringing in a guy who is essentially coming in to fill the Kenyon Drake role. And sure. I know a lot of people are going to look at the the coach speak of the the biggest liar in the NFL because he told everyone that he was going to keep Josh <laughs> Rosen. Yeah, dude. He told everyone he was going to keep Josh he Rosen did. and he wasn't going to draft a wide receiver and yada, yada, yada. The list goes on and on for Cliff. But, yeah, he keeps talking about Chase Edmonds and he's hyping up Chase Edmonds. And I think he's using that because he thinks somehow it's going to convince other coaches in the league that he's not going to use James Conner and then he's going to use James Conner. So, yeah, this is going to be the exact same situation as 20, 2020, uh, except James Conner is going to play the Kenyon Drake role. Now, I want to look up where Kenyon Drake finished because it wasn't great, but people were drafting Kenyon Drake like myself in the second round. So I mean that obviously you're gonna get better production. Where the crap did he finish? Dude, he was top twenty, I think. Was he top twenty? Fourteen. Yeah. So Kenyon Drake finished with 179 fantasy points and half PPR through 15 games, averaged 12 points per game, and he had uh, he had decent amount of opportunity and did pretty well. Now James Conner has had injury concerns. Yep. He's had all kinds of different. He's had all the opportunity in the world, and he just hasn't taken advantage of it. And I think that they brought him in. They signed him to a deal to be Kenyon Drake, and they're both going to do the split work like they were last year. And if James Conner does get Kenyon Drake role and he plays like Kenyon Drake and can stay healthy, yep. he could be a top 15 running back, or I'm not even going to go that far. He can be a top 20 running back. Yeah. So, And I think if you can get a top 20, back, 20 running back 
as the uh, as like the thirtieth running back, fortieth yeah, running back off the board. Solid value. It is good value, and it's it's. He'll a, probably start falling down drafts a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. So I um, give me your thoughts on James Conner, but I I wanted to look something up. Um, yeah, I I get the argument. I think it's a good argument, which is why I'm not arguing against him on this list. I'm just so worried about the injuries, and I do think they like Chase Edmonds a lot. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. James Conner gets hurt so much. But if they do use him in that Canyon Drake role, um. He could be good, and he could have a lot of rushing touchdowns mm-hmm. as well. His pass-catching floor might not be there, but um, Drake was getting like 20 carries a game last year, close to it. So I think I think if James Conner does that, um, he can easily be a top-20 running back, which, as you said, is fantastic value at that spot. So it's okay. It's okay. Would rather have Trey Sermon, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's true. not bad, though. So um, right now, according to... Uh, the contract situations for these guys. Chase Edmonds signed a four-year contract. I don't know when this was. This is 2018, so he's probably on the back end of this. Is this a rookie deal? That might be a rookie deal. Okay. All right. So they're paying. Uh, they're paying Chase Edmonds nothing. Yeah. Essentially, on a rookie deal, which is probably why they like. To keep but they're not on. really paying James Conner much. So either. James Conner got a. He's getting. Uh, one point seven five million dollars in in one it's year. It's all guaranteed. Um, all guaranteed money, um, and he is also included a five hundred uh, five hundred thousand. I was gonna say five hundred million. That's a big contract. Five hundred thousand dollars signing bonus. So they are paying James Conner about two and a half million dollars to stick around, um, and one point seven five of it is guaranteed money. And uh, on the other side of it, you have James uh, Chase Edmonds, who's on a rookie deal, um, and is is making I would say probably like just around a million dollars so i mean they did pay for james connor to show up it wasn't great it wasn't a lot though it wasn't I mean, a lot you could, you could probably it's get guaranteed yeah. <laughs> whatever I so i mean i just want to look up contract situation because i wasn't sure if yeah uh, no that's a that's a valid valid thing to look up but it sounds like they're both at the same value so as far as like these running backs are concerned it's i think james connor is going to play Kenyon drake's role that's that's kind of where I'm at. He fits the bill. He's the exact same running back style wise. Yep. So anyway, there's your running back sleepers for the 2020 fantasy football season. Ronald Jones, Mike Davis, Javante Williams, Michael Carter, James Connor. Get those guys on your team. I I'm I feel like the ADP is going to change and we're all going to get friggin' shafted. So I'm very concerned about that. But anyway, thanks for listening to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you Tuesday. See you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.